Good morning, and welcome to Music to My Beers. I am Zach Miller, joined alongside my co-host, Warren Cluck. And here we are, hunkered down nice and warm inside the studio. Yeah, mm. clear of snow, you know, all that good stuff. At least in here. At least in here. We have a lot of show to get to today. Uh, we have, since the show last week, we've had some insane beer news break here locally we want to talk about. That's going to be fun. I, th- I feel it's too big for news and notes at the end of the show, okay. so we'll sit yeah. down and Talk about how excited we are about this. Uh, you and I have both tried what I think could be the worst beer we've ever had. So maybe we'll run down the top three or four worst beers we've ever had in our lives. I like that. And I'm not talking just like uh, it's got to be craft, but uh, it was it was horrifying. So we're going to talk about that. We have uh, a load to get to today, man. I'm excited. We're starting to get into that mid-January. Like our uh, our beer calendar has flopped over now. We've got Hop Slam out. Yeah, we found out the news that uh, Dark Lord Day tickets are going on sale, and uh, they're going to be a, you know a, up for a lottery in March. So we have a lot going on. This is a very busy time if you're a craft beer enthusiast. Sort Save of, your pennies too. Yeah, we're, yeah, <laughs> no, no kidding. Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. I am Cluck, joined by Zach Miller. Welcome to Sunday. Uh, happy to have you. Yeah, and we've uh, so far had a pretty good year. I know that we're like more than halfway through January, but there's been a lot going on as far as new releases and uh, things that we've looked forward to, things that we're still looking forward to towards the end of this month and and next as well. But uh, Hop Slam? Yeah, you picked up some earlier in the week, and uh, you were telling me earlier in the week, you're like, yeah, I bought a warm, got it home, threw it in the freezer, cold, crashed it, and cracked one open. I had to have it that night. That- how, does, uh, how does this year's Hop Slam compare to years past? It's always one of our favorites, and then the older we get, the more into the craft beer game we get. And I think we talked about this a little bit last week. Yeah. That 10.2 or 10.4, whatever Hop Slam is, used to be it's like, nothing. dude, how am I going to put down two of these? But over the years, man, the uh, the beer, the double IPAs and the triple IPAs, everything is kind of like just on steroids these days. So 10.2 isn't that out of bounds or isn't that ridiculous? No, and there's been a lot of ways that I think breweries have hidden it, too, by adding some lactose, um, making... Mm-hmm. Releasing the hazy double IPAs and stuff like that, but really, I think that Hop Hop Slam's uh, unapologetic. You know, when it comes to its hoppiness, it's always been smooth thanks to the honey, and it's got a nice uh, bite still. But it's not like I would say that this year it it doesn't change over the years like um, uh, Oberon does. It's very it's very consistent. I mean, year in and year out, yeah. and it tastes good from now until, I would say you could drink it from now until like April, and then don't drink it a year from now, because it's just going to, all that f- hop flavor is going to fall off. You're going to be left with like malt slam. And it's funny, over the years, how the uh, the distribution, or at least the amount that they offer, it used to be like you could get a six-pack, maybe two, and that was mm-hmm. uh, that was your, your supply, but... They've gone on to make so much more. Uh, Bell's has yeah. at their Comstock location, and they've also come out with the Hop Slam mini kegs. Oh yeah, I've never been able to take one of those down or or been in a situation where I'm like, you know, what this party needs <laughs> mini keg of Hop Slam. Could you imagine that being your trade bait? Yeah, send, <laughs> send them a mini keg out there. Well, and remember too that uh, when Hop Slam, when we first started getting into craft beer, Hop Slam's like, oh my goodness, it's so expensive. How could you shell out this much money for? But now with some of the sixteen ounce four packs we have floating around, it ain't that bad. No, it was I think eighteen bucks with tax. Yeah, considering it's thirty bucks for a four pack of CBS on just about every store shelf in the area. Mm-hmm. Hop slam for a sixer almost seems like a value. 
It, it really does. Yeah. You get that extra beer. I mean, I, I'm not sure how the ounces and stuff work out um, when it comes to, you know, the 16-ounce four-packs and stuff. Well, but if I knew we were going to talk about this, I would have spent yesterday connoitering the mathematics on it with my abacus. And to have a beautiful mind moment, <laughs> you know? You're like, ah. Uh, I, I haven't had any yet. I gotta I have to grab some. But that, uh, that to me is always, it's a great way to start if you're going to be... Uh, I don't know, having a night alone, or you've got an activity, or you're just hanging out. at uh, it's, it's a great first beer before you, you slide into something else. Like, if I'm going to have primarily a sessionable night, it's nice to start off with a big banger, like a hop slam, and uh, it's you know perennially one of our favorites. See, I like when you get kicked out of a brew fest that's happening in and around town, and then you go over to like a local pub, and they've got it on tap, then you finish out the afternoon with that. Oh, all right. You're, this is the this is the hammer that drives the nail in one final time. <laughs> yeah, you go over there. Uh, it, 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 if you can find it on tap, get it on tap wherever you're at. If you're if you stumble upon it, um, I think I saw the pub up in Mishawaka Granger area. They said something about getting a, a keg of it. But yeah. there's going to be other tappings for it around the area. Yeah, and over the next month, we'll see it pop up uh, at several different places. It, it is a fantastic beer. If you've never tried it, if you have, you know, it's it's one of our annual classics that we really look forward to. But also because that means the ushering in of a new beer calendar. We just finished off that really expensive, like, streak from Black Friday until the end oh, of the Bare Hands release. Yeah. Your wallet's had a few weeks to calm down. But uh, when Hopslam rolls out, you start thinking, man, the rest of the uh, the beer drinking calendar is already starting to line up. The The... The fun thing about Hop Slam I like is is you're right it's 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 the same ish more or mm-hmm. less every single time but for whatever reason it seems right about this time mid January you're ready for a little excitement you've cleaned mm-hmm. up your act you've made a little recovery from the holidays maybe you've you've know, scaled back some of your drinking a little bit but you have it and you think all right okay I'm excited about uh, about some drinking some really good beers and it's funny you you use that as the uh, the nail in the coffin at the end of the night. I have to do that first because I can't tell you how many excellent beers I have squandered because it's been the end of the night or oh, it's been yeah. the, en- the end of the bottle share, <laughs> the end of the uh, the end of the you know the beer taste, the beer festival, and I go home and you open something the next morning. You're like, ah, I should have enjoyed that on a clean palate with a sober mind and not left half of it in the bottle on the counter overnight. You know, I'm sticking there. Yeah, how many ounces of awesome beer I've cellared for three years only to drink half of wasted and then just waste the rest of it, but. Um, you know, however you want to enjoy it. Maybe you're responsible, not like Zach or myself, and you just have a few and enjoy the taste and move on with your day. Pour it into a glass, take a sip of it cold, take a sip of it at mid-temp, and then like take a sip of it at room temp. How do you like it? I I really enjoy it at room temp, and I the other night when I tried it, uh, I I had it I had it chilled. I enjoyed it for a little bit. I let it sit out while I enjoyed the fire and stuff, and then I went back to it and I just I just sniffed it for a while, because just the smell. And then I, my wife walked in on me sniffing it, and uh, <laughs> that led to a whole other conversation of what a weirdo I am. She's like, can you and Hopslam get a room? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I can't do the room temp thing. I, I can't do it with uh, with IPAs, and I can't do it with, with stouts. Like It still has to be just a little bit chilled. Yeah. And the way I keep all my stuff in the basement, if I took a six-pack of Hop Slam down there and threw it next to the stouts, I, I could drink it that way. Oh, yeah. At about like 49-ish degrees, but uh, 50, 53, somewhere in there. But, man, when it comes up to room temperature, it's that... It's almost like you got to just get through it to get to the next one. You're like, ah, I can I can see that. Yeah, yeah that's why the good lord invented koozies, Zach, right. to keep the cans cold. Want to keep the beer cold? Beer is meant to be enjoyed cold. Well, we're excited to have Hopslam back. Hopefully, you can find some. Uh, it's got to be on shelves just about everywhere right now. Stop by, pick up a sixer, and uh, and enjoy. You know what? 
Tag us as friends in your untapped check-in. We want to see what you think of this year's batch. We have a lot to talk about. We just talked about a beer we're very excited about. We're about to talk about a beer that we could not be smaller fans of. But I think this takes the mantle as the worst beer, the worst craft beer I have ever had. I and I would agree with you. I didn't actually believe your your check-in when I saw it. I had to I'm glad that you brought it in for me to try for myself because it it was bad. I made a trade for it because I heard this was getting released and we weren't allowed to buy it here locally. But a, f- a friend of mine uh, got a couple of bottles and said, yeah, I'd trade you one for sure. And I thought, oh, okay. Nice. So I traded uh, some decent ale for it. And it was a bottle of the collaboration between Jägermeister and Arrogant Bastard. Woof. <laughs> I thought, all right, this might be okay. This could be Terrible. It was being billed to us as arrogant bastard that had been aged in Jägermeister <laughs> barrels. The first hole I saw in all this <laughs> is that it, I was unaware that Jägermeister even used <laughs> barrels. I thought the stuff was just whipped up in those big 50-gallon you know, trash drums. <laughs> Apparently, that's incorrect. So they took the ale, they aged it in Jägermeister barrels, and... Um, if you'd like to find out more about it, you can just search. Uh, I think the hashtag is Jaeger Bastard, they're calling it. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. A, we got a bomber. It was a, uh, a cork top, and a, a friend of the show, Motofoundry Hank, and I sat down last Saturday, and we tried it. And I thought as I opened it, I'm like, this is either going to be good or this is going to be awful. And when you pull that cork out, that Jaeger smell hits you like a freight train. And every if you've ever had a bad night on Jaeger, every bad memory, every bad... Like, it's such a visceral reaction when you smell that, especially if you drank a lot of, you know, the Jaeger bomb when you were a kid. Yeah, it's all Jaeger in the nose. You get no arrogant bastard. And as long as we're talking about the uh, the old arrogant bastard, that beer has been around forever. That's yeah. one of the first craft beers I remember seeing on store shelves and thinking, "Ooh, that's highfalutin." Yeah, it's not that great. See, I disagree. I think it's one of the better. Um, and I, I don't know if it, what if it's a strong ale or what category you'd put it in, but I think it's one of the better, um, like, amberish type ales. Maybe it's because... So this is my backstory with uh, Stone, and my, my love for that brewery is because when I was out in California with my buddies, we were looking for something to do. And I know you're thinking, California, there's plenty to do. But we, like, we're kind of, you know, just trying to make it low budget trip we're out there for a buddy's wedding and so we found out that you could go for free brewery tours or free brewery tours at stone you just had to sign up for one and then when you go on this tour at the end of it they give you like four free beers and so we saw how arrogant bastard was made i bought the hat i bought the shirt and i bought in <laughs> and i bought into it so that's maybe why i think arrogant bastard is such a good beer however i i i see yeah I'll let you continue. Sorry. Well, and I was going to say, we we drank it, and not only does the Jaeger hit you on the nose, it is just about all you can tell on the palate, and then you swallow, and you get that awful, like, the finish through your nostrils that is just all Jaeger. And the closest I could compare this to, and I even wrote it in my untapped review, is it tasted like Malort Ugh. with bubbles. And of the bomber, I think we drank three ounces of it, and I immediately... I started to pour it out, and I said, no, wait. And I stopped, and I kept, I cor- recorked it, and uh, I threw it back in the fridge and took it to you the very next day. And it was one of those, it's like that Geico commercial where the raccoons are going through the trash, and they're like, oh, this is so bad, you got to taste this. <laughs> Why would I want to taste that? It's so bad, just taste it. That's what I did with Zach. I'm like, you have got to try this. And I gave it a .25, which is the lowest rating I've ever given a beer on Untapped. 
It was awful. Now I hand the bottle off that uh, the next morning. I hand it off Monday morning to you. What mm-hmm. did you, what were your thoughts on it? I my thoughts were exact. Well, so what I always think about beer as a subjective like thing. it's art, man. It's art, and I just think of it as like okay, so maybe you don't like it, but maybe I'll like it, or maybe if I don't like it, you'll like it type thing. Um, because all of our palates are different, and we yeah. all have different. Tastes and flavors, but when I when I opened it up and I poured it in the glass, I was like, I sniffed it and I was like, oh, I like I do kind of like Jaeger a little bit, like when it's in bomb form, yeah. but I do not like. I, I think it was Sambuca that I tried one time, that uh, another herbal liquor, and that's what it reminded me of. And I was like, oh, I can't. I took like maybe two or three sips, and I was like, I can't do it. Got to pour it down the drain. And and you're right. I think I checked into it too, and it was like point point two or something like that. Oh no! Don't even lie about what you think it might have been. Uh, this is where Zach likes to have an odd flex that he is a supporter financially oh, yeah. of the Untapped app because when you can when you contribute money to Untapped, they will give you special uh, members only privileges. Like you can go below the point two five rating. Yeah. So I gave it a point two five, which is the lowest ever. And then I look at Zach's rating the next day. He's like point one zero. I was like, all right, guy, nice flex. I get it. You're a uh, you're a supporter. And then and then we saw on Facebook about the the whole thread that was going on. Yeah. What was the worst beer you've ever had on the uh, South Bend Craft Beer Enthusiasts Facebook group? And all of us who had tried that bottle were like, worst, 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 worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was bad, but it was one of those things. It was it was so bad you had to try it. Exactly. I saw it. I wanted to try it. Black, Black Little Art. Li- yeah, the Black Licorice is a. Uh, hmm. Not contra- you know, it's a very odd adjunct flavor to want to add to anything in life. It's one yeah. of like the least popular candy flavors. For some reason, <laughs> in Jägermeister, it works. This beer is awful. However, it's the show's recommendation. If somebody you know, and it was released in California only, uh, if somebody you know has a bottle or mules one back, you have to at least try it. And again, uh, shoot us a Facebook message. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know how bad you think it is. Um, the video on, uh, on the Arrogant Bastard webpage showing the brewer drinking it, that has to be a lie. Or the best <laughs> acting I've ever seen. He's drinking a huge glass of it. I thought, there's no way. It, it is very seldom I open a bomber and I can't finish it. This was one of those times. I, I hope I never have another beer this bad, but, you know, if uh, I guess if they come up with like a Goldschlager arrogant bastard, I have to try that. A thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers, B movie. This is the portion of the program where we like to pair movies to beers in a rating system that we like to call the B movie. So, one being the best movie you've ever seen, and 12 being a complete movie drain pour. We go with uh, a different movie every week, and uh, this week we decided, because of uh, Neil Peart's recent death and um, the the two guys in the movie that absolutely loved uh, Rush and bonded over Slap in the Bass, we thought we'd go with I Love You, Man, with Paul Rudd and uh, Jason Seberg. No, Siegel. Siegel. This came out uh, about 11 years ago. Yeah. I it was one of those movies I went to go see at the theater. I completely forgotten about it. Oh yeah, it was right there with that weird like Seth like uh, Seth and Mir or Zach and Miri make a porno and that whole with all these guys from Freaks and Geeks were making loads of movies. Yeah. but I I got caught up in the shuffle. I forgot all about it. Yeah, uh, Knocked Up was during that time yep. kind of forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, 
that Zach and Mary make a pointer. I just recently saw that. I I completely forgot about that, but that's a great one too. Um, but this movie is is really relatable because you have a guy who he hangs out with his girlfriend all the time and he loses all of his friends or doesn't have any friends because he's always hanging out with his girlfriend. And then what do you mean relatable? <laughs> I'm just saying what? I might know a guy. Um, and so he never had any friends of his own. And so when it came time for them to get married and he, she's like, they had just got engaged and she's calling everybody, telling them that they're engaged. And he, she's like, don't you want to call anybody? Tell them. He's like, I don't, know. Call. I don't know who to call. And he didn't know who he was going to have as his best man. So then he started kind of like, quote unquote, dating to find uh, a different friend, like a, a new best friend. And he found it in Jason Siegel's character. And uh, the movie's great. They go to the Rush concert. They're, um, they're bonding over all kinds of, I don't know, different things. And um, I don't know. I, I love the movie. I, I, I haven't picked up my beer yet. Oh, but uh, oh, we'll bring it back around to you then. Okay. Uh, I remember this movie being funny, but again, it wasn't uh, like a home run. You have to watch it all the time. I can't remember the last time they put it on cable, but it's got Jamie Presley in it, one of my favorite. Oh, going back to her Joe Dirt days, John Favreau's in it, hilarious. J.K. Simmons, uh, Simmons, who's a big deal and uh, great actor. Samberg is in it, the Lonely <laughs> Island dude. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I remember it being a great movie. If I was going to sit down and watch this movie today and kind of reintroduce myself and go through all those, I think they called because there was the Rat Pack, then there was the Brat Pack, and all these guys that made this movies in this like this eight nine year stretch, they called them the Frat Pack. The Frat Pack. Yeah. So if I had to go back and revisit this, it'd probably make me want to watch the rest of those movies that Seth wrote. I mean, Pineapple Express, all those oh, movies. Oh yeah. So I'm going to give this a a solid six of Devil's Trumpet. Hashtag trying to be cool. Oh, okay. I like that beer yeah. for a couple of reasons. I, I, we got introduced for, to it on the show for the first time. Chris Beerson from Devil's Trumpet came in and actually brought some with us. And yeah. it, it was their hazy that they were doing. Hashtag try to be cool like everybody else. Uh, it's great. It's got it at a great price point, And you can find it almost anywhere without having to break your back, which is something the older and lazier I get, the more I appreciate. And you've been there before, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cool place. Yeah, it's got a very uh, Three Floydsy vibe. It's at a business park. It's uh, it's small, and you know if you're flying by, you'd never notice it. But once you get in there, you're like, all right, cool, death metal playing. I'm home. Let's do this. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Smells like a brewery. I love it. Um, and based on on what I was saying earlier about how I enjoy the movie, I th- I think um, I'd probably give it a four pack. It's not like the best movie that I've ever seen, but it's a, it's an enjoyable one. It's I could get through probably four of the uh, Maplewood. Sun up juice. Have you had Maplewood yet out of Chicago? I have not. Maplewood is something that I was turned on to um, last Friday when I went to the it's the Lauber, um, that new pizza joint. Yeah, downtown. I, I think I said Lauber one time and somebody corrected me, so it's the Lauber, right? Yes. Okay. The Lauber. Lauber. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the Lauber. The Lauber. No uh, Tree Dame game was on. <laughs> I had uh, I don't know I I'll have to look up my check-ins, but uh, Son of Juice I had picked up at uh, Citywide, and that one is solid. It's really really good. It's just a a a standard IPA, but it's juicy, it's hazy, and I drink four of those during I Love You Man while slapping the bass, my my fake air bass guitar. All right, so we are everywhere as a show. We pride ourselves on being. Um, on our Facebook and our Facebook group, growing that. We uh, also pride ourselves on physical fitness. Uh, yes. Our new year, new punctuation, us. Punctuation, our work attendance streak. No, none of that is true. <laughs> uh, 
so we are pretty much everywhere that you want to find us. Uh, Facebook, Facebook group. The Facebook group has been growing quite a bit since we first started the show, and it was kind of a new thing that we weren't totally into quite yet, but then as groups became a thing on Facebook, we're like, wow, we should have a congregation of a place where we can all talk about what's uh, hot around town, what you just picked up. Yeah, it's a lot of fun because if people are traveling out of town, they'll say, hey, what's up? Here's where I'm headed. And I was able to help somebody out uh, who was traveling to Michigan City over the holidays. I was like, yo, I was just there, man. If you're going to... uh if you're going to uh, Shoreline, make sure you stop by and check out Zorn. Oh, yeah. I think Zorn is a better brewery with better beers. I like uh, seeing, I think Jake is the one that posts the weekly pickups of what he gets on like a Friday afternoon oh, yeah. for his weekend and stuff. So I like seeing stuff like that. And uh, so we've got our Facebook group, um, which is great. And we've also got the Facebook page. We've got our Instagram where you'll find Beer Shirt Thursday, as well as some of the stories that we post on there. And you can just search Music to My Beers if you want to find us. We're also at MTM Beers on Twitter. And am I missing one of our social medias? Instagram fam. Instagram fam. Our beer shirt Thursdays. Yes. Um, And then podcasted every week. Um, So the show, Sans the Music, gets uh, produced and put out there. And perhaps you're an Alexa user. You can just say, Alexa, please enable the music to my beer skill. And there, there will be. There will be. So you have no excuse not to be our buddy online. And we have a lot to be excited about here locally. We we spent the last hour talking about some of the beers that are rolling back out for the year. We're excited to have a couple of beers we're not excited about. And this news broke last week, and we're very, very excited. It almost felt to me like when we saw the headline on WNDU, like it was New Mayor, New Deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Very much what it felt like. But Bare Hands uh, in Granger will be opening up a downtown facility sometime in the next, what, I think the next couple of months, is it 18 months or, I forget, I read the article when it first came out. I've, we've, be... Well, we've learned on this show uh, between our friends opening breweries and being able to watch some of these uh, these places go from idea to when they actually open. No brewery has ever opened on time. There's just the a closest, lot of The closest stuff. you get is like an extra season, maybe. But we've had friends who've opened a year later than they thought, two years later than they thought, six months later than they thought. So whatever the timeline is. Uh, I cannot wait, because as much as we love Bare Hands beer, uh, that haul from the south side of South Bend all the way to Granger, it's a long time, man. It's, it is. it's like a 35-minute drive in town. Yeah. When, when I'm here at the station and they've got releases that they're, they're like, oh, we got the tap room open at 4 p.m., you can come pick these up. I'm like, okay, i got to leave work at this time early so that I can get up there. Or sometimes I'll leave and then come back. <laughs> but also, yeah. Also, not only is it is it going to be more convenient, and again, you can get a lot of their beers uh, around town, but they're special, they're smaller batch stuff you need to go to, to Bare Hands in Granger to get. But what makes it even more exciting is the fact that we don't have to travel so far if we don't want to. Yeah. But when the South Bend Cubs return in April and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of downtown sort of blossoms again as it does in the spring and it starts being more of a place you want to hang out, between South Bend Brew Works, a Bare Hands location, the U... And everything we have going on at Fiddler's and LaSalle, and downtown turns into be a fantastic walk-around beer tour destination. But we also now have somewhere great to go uh, to pregame for the South Bend Cubs. We might have to do something like that, like a walking pub brewery crawl. I think we could just do it. Okay. <laughs> we don't need to ask. I think we just meet downtown, like ditch the car, and say, hey, all right, we're going to walk around. But So the one thing that I found out, it said the new agreement requires them to uh, start work within the next six months and then complete it within 18 months. So we could see it as early as 2021. Yeah, we should really get uh, maybe Chris and, uh, and Eric from Bare Hands on to talk about it. But also, it's a great use of that of that building because it's so centrally located to downtown. Dude. 
But it's kind of, if you're not going to use it for this, I mean, what else could they possibly have done with it? Made it an oil change joint? I mean, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. The, yeah. the old Gates location <laughs> downtown. But it, it's great use of real estate, but also it could bring, uh, you know, some, maybe some opportunities or ideas to some of the surrounding pieces of real estate. But You have one there. You go to the ball game. You go, After the ball game, you go have another and whatnot. I, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe just have a couple, forget to go to the ball game, and just <laughs> yeah. you know keep on going. And you also have to wonder, because of downtown and, and the parking and the availability, if they'll do something like maybe move, because there was the one double tie day that was downtown, if they're going to try that again, or or maybe have the Christmas release down there. I always said that was one of my favorite double tie days, because I could bike from my house, and I had the milk crate on the back of it. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. <laughs> and then I went also and picked very, the barrel up. very but... ballsy to have a bunch of glass <laughs> bottles sitting on a milk crate at the back of your bike. Hooked up with bungee cords. Well, yeah, I would be hooking it up with a lot more toe oh. straps and you name it. Man, yeah. But I, I we managed to get our allotment that year and um that was a lot of fun too especially because it was a sunny day um we were hanging outside playing cornhole there were a couple of food trucks down there as well and uh, then they had this indoor video game room where you could play like all the classics that was a lot of fun yeah and uh, between those those venues we just mentioned and the arcade opening up downtown yeah it's not going to be i don't think we need any like many more maybe one or two more but if you go to kalamazoo or grand rapids which are fantastic beer cities they both now do that downtown beer and bar passport thing oh, okay. where you get the passport at any participating location. You get a punch. But it would be a lot of fun to be able to do like a South Bend one where you hit all the downtown venues, you know, the, some of the craft beer bars, the breweries, and it all culminates with, I don't know, maybe you get free South Bend Cub tickets or, or a cool T-shirt. But that's the kind of thing that brings people from surrounding areas over here. Mm-hmm. That pint glass is always a go-to. <laughs> <laughs> no. Dude, I think 2020 is going to be the year that I start paring down the glassware because I have... Wait, I use the same beer glass more or less. By it's like that's all I use is the same glass or two. But the fact that I've got enough, you know, I have enough glassware to probably open up my own brew pub in the basement. I don't need it. I did. I did that this year. Did I cut you? down. I, I have one shelf of glassware. So what'd you do? Did you give it away or just throw it away? Because I threw I, it away because it was a lot of stuff that was like kind of getting that dirty film on it and stuff, and it just. They were shaker glasses and... Yeah, how many Imperial Pints does one guy need? Exactly. You yeah, know, and, you, I, and I don't like taking... And I, you could make the argument like you do with koozies. Well, we'll have people over this summer, but you don't want to take a bunch of glass out of the backyard because it gets broken and suddenly there's glass in the yard. Somebody's getting their foot cut up because they're running around barefoot. Yeah, for parties, I just use solo cups. Yeah. And we'll clean those out and reuse them and stuff. So... Well, now, now I can't take a whole case of, you know, shaker glasses down to Goodwill. I just got to throw it all away. I, I don't know. I put it in my recyclables because well, I figured... even, even like the Teku glasses, like I've got one. Oh, okay. I don't need any more than one. I've got two of them. And and I'm, I'm holding on to them just, I don't know, just they in look case. They're expensive. They look nice. Like, <laughs> so my wife's enjoying her wine. I'm enjoying an elegant beer, you yeah, know, yeah. So I, I, or a Coors. I think, I, I think I'm going to try to get down to like just 10, 10 glasses of okay. varying styles because I still have for my wedding a couple of uh, sets of like, you know, you get the beer set with the, every glass that you need. Oh, yeah. I haven't even opened them. And I feel like it changes always, too, like with different styles and stuff. Now it's like some of those beer glasses are out of extinct, basically. Yeah, yeah, a lot of times it has to do with what you're doing while you drink. Like when I'm at home and I'm and I'm having a few beers, I'm usually doing something, cleaning the garage, working on some motorcycle crab, organizing something, doing a project, but I'm never just sitting around with a glass like, ah, sipping and enjoying. Mm-hmm. So for me, a lot of times I'm just drinking straight out of the bottle or can because I'm a hooligan and that's what I do. Or you could just use a shaker glass and just pound it right then and there. Pour it in the glass. That's what I do. Rinse, it out, rinse it out the garage sink and keep right on trucking. <laughs> 
Maybe we should do like a music to my beer swap meet. Like Zach and I are going to be at this parking lot outside citywide. We'll have all of our glasses. Chugging. Just stop by and just take a glass. We want to give them all away. <laughs> That's actually a better use of, I think, what mm-hmm. I did. They're just chucking them into the trash. <laughs> <laughs> I put them in the recyclable, so that's responsible, right? Well, it starts in college. Like, you go out and you get liquor around the Christmas holidays, and the next thing you know, you're getting like, oh, I got two Jack Daniels glasses. There's one sitting over here in the station right now. And then uh, that starts to snowball into, like, you know, I, how many bare hands glasses do I need? But uh, <laughs> so that that's my, my unofficial goal for 2020. I'm going to Marie Kondo all of my beer cups, my beer glasses. Does this thing bring me joy? This chunky boy portion of the show is our pick six, where Zach and I put together a six-pack, kind of like we're working at the liquor store. We think this is the six-pack you could save 15% on if you walk out with it. Things we're excited to get, things we wanted to try, and uh, things maybe we can't get our hands on. Uh, I'm going to throw the first three in. And the first one, and I've got two that are easy to get, available everywhere. And I think these are becoming my two standard go-tos again. Uh, one is Lagunitas, one of my all-time favorite beers, uh, mm. Hop Stupid. For the longest time, it was only available in bombers around here. Yeah. But now it's available in six-pack bottles. And that's you, know, a, you know the price point at Meyer for that one? What? ten Eh, not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, one oh three nine. Yeah. Um, I I like my I like Hazy's as much as the next guy, but I really like a very hoppy, just crispy, bitter, just buzzsaw IPA. And I know I've thrown Hop Stupid in here before, but I recently bought a couple of Sixers just to have around. Because it's good. The alcohol volume, it's got high IBUs, and uh, like very, I think it's like 103, 109. So it's very, very bitter. But the alcohol is also a little bit higher than normal. So when you get a bomber, sometimes you don't want to go that heavy or that hard. So it's nice to have it in 12-ounce servings. The next one I'm going to throw in is also available everywhere. And I like it because it's hazy, it's juicy, and it's also cheaper than Two-Hearted. But the Bell's Official. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's 11 bucks for a six-pack, which, you know, in these days of what we're paying for craft beer seems totally reasonable when you're looking up and you're like, well, Two-Hearted is fourteen ninety nine, so, yeah, okay, I'll get a sixer. But if you've never tried Bell's Official, it's kind of their entry into the hazy IPA game. It's fantastic, and it's usually somewhat fresh and available everywhere for not a lot of money. The last one I'm throwing in is a beer that is not available anywhere. We had to work a little bit to get, and you and I have both tried it, is the M-E-M-I from Old Nation. Dude. They're triple hazy IPA. They're, you know, what is it, double dry hop, triple hazy IPA. It was like drinking an M43 on steroids. It it tasted exactly like I wanted to taste it, but it also made me very upset because it was a brewery-only release. Mm. So we're never going to be able to just go out and get a four-pack and enjoy it because it's available. It was good. Thank you for sharing that, by the way. Hey, no problem. Um, See, more of that trading beers and sharing beers that Zach and I do when we're not here on the show. Yeah. And and uh, one of those, actually, that I still have to give you, because I promised that I would bring one in, is uh, Bare Hands. I picked up the apricot strawberry oh. um, milkshake that okay. they released. And that... I love their milkshake releases. I'm a big fan of the raspberry blackberry one that they do, but that the the apricot and then also the strawberry whatever they do. I mean, I know that they're using actual fruit in the batch, but to balance that out so well, it gives it a nice tartness, but then you also get that vanilla bean um smoothness on your tongue that is just it's it's delicious. I you, probably How are you holding up on their uh, on your Christmas releases? Uh, I still have one in the basement. All right. Yeah. All right. I, I, I finally I, opened a peanut butter stout this week. It was fantastic. It's so good. But uh, it's like any other release. When I drink these, all these are all going to be gone for good. So I need to open up. Uh, I got only two of them when I was there because I was, I was a bronze member, but then they yeah, <laughs> had some extra ones. I can't believe I'm sitting here with a bronze member. <laughs> I, did, I did have the barrel-aged uh, 14er 
when I, when I was there. That was good. Yeah, that's going to be probably the last one that I drank because everybody says of the uh, of the releases for that Bare Hands one, that was the shining star of the whole group. So good. So good. So um, so Bare Hands, um, the apricot uh, strawberry milkshake IPA. I had, when I was at the Wabur on Friday, I had from Maplewood Brewing, it was the Methode Haze. And I'm assuming it's Methode because there's an E on the back of Method. Okay. Um, and it's a double live, double New love England. It. Love, it when beer, love it when beers are hard to pronounce. <sighs> Same thing with bands. You're like, how do I pronounce this band's name? <sighs> but they're they're actually one of my new favorite gets from uh, I believe the suburbs of Chicago. Yeah. that came in and yeah, I think uh, Old Man Ernie brought us back some maple water or something recently. It's good. It was their uh, their juicy IPA. I think we had. Oh yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'll have to try that. And um, then Toppling Goliath, they're relatively new to the area. They came mm-hmm. in, what, last year or uh, early on? And um, I've been a fan of Pseudo Sue. I've been a fan of King Sue. I had not yet had uh, Pompeii. And that's that, great. Oh, so good. Um, really enjoyed that one, too. And that's actually not as many uh, IB, or, uh, ABVs as I would have thought. It's only 5.8. Yeah, so. it's, it's a little bit lower. And also, as far as Top of Goliath, it's always fun to me how much of that stuff uh, Hop Station manages to have. Yeah. Like, every time you go in there now, if you want a King Sue in a, in a can, you can get it. And that's uh, that's fun. You're like, ah, all right. Give me two kings. Yeah, I can't. I Probably three or four times when I've been in there, and instead of, you know, looking at the menu and thinking, all right, well, what's new? What's great? What's bold? It's always like, oh, King Sue on a can. Give me that. Uh, we've talked a lot about this show, about the uh, the calendar flipping over. We've got Hop Slam out, some of the things we're looking forward to, the rumored big goings-on downtown the confirmed big goings-on downtown. Uh, we're excited that Bear Hands is going to be opening up. I'm also excited that uh, we found out this year that Dark Lord Day is falling on the weekend of May 16th. Yes, and that, i I got to do my homework, but I think that that's a week after Mother's Day, the weekend after Mother's Day. They made the mistake of having Dark Lord Day, I think, once, maybe twice on Mother's Day, and I think the feedback they got was was pretty poor because that puts a lot of people I mean there are people who travel for Mother's Day and they're, oh, they're yeah. you know it's it's pretty much mandatory you're not like mom I'm going to go to Munster for some beers all day with my friends <laughs> um I love you uh, I gotta or, go. Or, honey, you're at home with the kids today. I know it's Mother's Day, but you stay home with the kids, and yeah. I'm gonna go to a beer fest. And that was your that was your situation for a couple of years because I remember I went I went I think it went twice. You're like I can't. It's Mother's Day. Yeah. And, and plus, your wife was like brand new mom. Like it was like first year oh, Mother's yeah. Day. Yeah. So yeah, you <laughs> couldn't get away me, with it. She was nice enough to let me go four days after my son was born that first year. Yeah, you went in, went out, went in, got your allotment, and got out. Uh, but tickets go on tickets that go on sale, but we can all try to get them on uh, March 21st, which yeah. is a Saturday. I believe they go on sale at noon uh, Central Time. Yeah. And then May 16th is going to be the big day. I can't wait. It, it's great that they moved it uh, forward a little bit because it used to be held back far enough where it was cold. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you went to a Dark Lord day that was absolutely miserable. I went to the one before that that was, that was miserable. You expect rain. You expect it to be cold. There's nothing fun about doing an outdoor beer release in that kind of weather. And I think the people at Three Floyds finally got around. They're like, you know what? We can make this a bigger thing where people hang out more and spend more money <laughs> yeah. if it's not completely miserable being there. Now, I, the winter we've had this year, we could get to May 16th to find out that it's 32 degrees. Mm-hmm. I mean, that That's true. It wouldn't shock me anymore with this. With this era of climate change we're into, but I'm looking forward to wearing shorts, yeah. shirt with no sleeves, yeah. backpack full of alcohol on Dark Lord Day. Did they change up how much you could bring in this past year? Was that the deal? Like, 
Yeah, and I know there are, there are strict rules, and they always make a big deal out of posting the rules for Dark Lord Day in the, the months and weeks leading up to the event. But uh, without fail, I have never seen a security guard do more than just a passing check. They're not counting the individual ounces of beer you bring in. Yeah. I think they're trying to keep people from being super excessive. Yeah. Like having the, you know, the expandable, huge, you know, five-day camping rucksack filled to the hilt with alcohol. <laughs> that they're going to stop you. But if you've got an extra can or two over the limit or you've got more than more bombers than you should, um, what what has not boggled my mind, but, uh, you know, we've seen beer releases getting more and more efficient in how they're run. Mm-hmm. The same thing was with, uh, with Prop Day and with Dark Lord is that, you know, you're not standing outside. There were some years that we went where you'd stand outside the venue waiting to get in for hours. Yeah. And now, I mean, we didn't even have time last year to finish one bomber between four of us before we were through the line and in the park, and then bam, you're dark lording it up. And and I remember that that line was that was kind of the the, the funness about it a little bit because everybody would lay down the beers mm-hmm. and be like the, yeah. the beer graveyard of uh, you know all the big whales and stuff. Um, but you're right, they've like streamlined everything so they get you in and out. I mean, if you want to go in and out, but now it offers more hang time within there. Um, and well, and they've also I, I th- and I think it's because you you and I have never been Group A, which is the first buying group. And I and I, th- I was Group A the first year. I think a lot of that lineup and drink while you're waiting happens before the gates open. Uh, still, okay, because there are people that get there early, get there the night before, and um, it makes sense. You know, it's already now looking at the calendar too late in the game now that they've announced the deal to try to find a hotel room cheap. Oh yeah, I know people that would book like three different weekends of hotel rooms and just cancel which two weren't Dark Lord Day. Because the prices in Munster, obviously, and, and Hammond, and, and they all go up because they know we're all going to be in town. Wow. But there are some great bottle shares that go on at uh, at different hotels right around there. You'll see them on the Dark Lord uh, Facebook page. Uh, you're going for tickets, right? Oh, yeah. I'm going for tickets. I, I think it'd be kind of cool to do a bottle share bus trip, you know? You get yeah. one of those, like... Maybe we'll like, get these Southwest Michigan Brew Tours. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll book early and say, hey, we just want to drive around and... But the the problem I run into with Dark Lord Day, that's happened, you know, geez, I don't know how many times I've been, but you have to balance the amount of beer you consume getting ready for Dark Lord Day <laughs> with the amount of beer you can consume once you're in Dark Lord oh, Day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, and it's fun because you'll see on Facebook the famous, famous videos or pictures of um, people who pass out who don't make it. Because if you pass out a Dark Lord Day, the first thing that happens now in this, in this day and age is the cell phone cameras come out and you're on Facebook. But... At the end of the day, it's like a rogues gallery of like sixty different people who just—that was it. They gave up the ghost. You don't want to be one of those guys, so you got to pace yourself. So last year, I said I'm bringing one bottle to drink before we get in, and that's it. It's smart. Yeah. You spend all your money in there. You know, you could share share something that you've had on the shelf for a while, or something that what I've always thought was really cool is sharing something that's like regional or local. Yeah, like taking some bare hand stuff in there, and you know, some guy who's out in California that's maybe never had bare hands, you can. Trade off something that he brings. Yeah. Compliant the younger. <laughs> Already laying down some groundwork. Yeah. Uh, we're very excited about it. Follow the saga. We'll, of course, give you warnings and everything on the way uh, leading up to the day. It's it's one of our favorite beer releases here around the region. So we're looking I've forward to that. I've cleared it with my le- wife, too. Wow. So. I know. Yeah. What's it going to be after a five-year absence, your return to Dark Lord Day? She's not working weekends anymore, although since Farmers, she's a nurse. lock up your daughter. Zach Miller's <laughs> coming back to Dark Lord Come Day. Back. Yeah. And I'll probably be one of those guys that's just laying out. I got a third degree sunburn and all my beer stolen, but uh, I had a great time at Dark Lord Day. Signed, Zach Miller. All right. Okay. This is uh, my little portion of the program where I get to tell you what's coming out, what's coming up, uh, some fun and exciting things that we have either in the area or uh, not too far off. And we then also. We turn our faces 
to the north. <sighs> we look forward to the future. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Heavy Seas. Well, you are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, they have the, uh, was it Tropicana? There's the Double Barrel they have. They're out of Baltimore. Yeah, and they have this um, Uncharted series that they're going to welcome Blackbeard's Breakfast. It's coming back. It's an imperial coffee porter aged in bourbon barrels that's going to be in uh, four packs, and then also we might see some draft of that. Um, so they've got, uh, uh, it's, they've got a variant um, with, it's like tiramisu, Blackbeard's tiramisu. Okay. And so then that's going to be um, only available in select markets, so hopefully, fingers crossed, we get some of that. But I always like the big, big, beefy um, imperial stouts and, and porters and things of such like that. So Yeah, and there aren't enough. I know we have, uh, we have obviously, a billion and a half different uh, imperial stouts to choose from when it comes yeah. to flavors, but there aren't, enough, there aren't enough flavored porters, Zach. Yeah. I, and I'm still, you know, unclear as what the total difference is. I mean, I've done a little bit of research on porters versus stouts, but they're all dark and they're all, you know, thick to me. Hmm. <laughs> you know, if you'd like, a, if you'd like a great comparison that's easy to find, pick up uh, Edmund Fitzgerald from Great Lakes, and then yeah. pick up a uh, Kalamazoo Stout from Bell's. Okay, those are two textbook uh, definition styles of each one. Okay, stouts. Porters. Yeah, the Edmund Fitzgerald's a little uh, not as thick of a body, but also has a little bit more of a bitter, dry finish. Okay, at yeah. least to me, and it still has that robust coffee flavor. Yeah, and whatnot. yeah. <clears throat> um, and then the other thing that I was going to say that we should mark I'm sure up, we could get a brewer in here on the phone <laughs> and actually ask somebody what is the difference between a porter. <laughs> um, and then Winterfest. Speaking of brewers, this is one of the biggest. Um, um, brew fest that happens down in Indy every single year. It's their 12th annual one. The Indiana Brewers Guild puts it on, and if you want more info about it, just go to drinkin.beer, and it's right there on the homepage. It's it's happening uh, January 31st. That is the VIP and rarity session, um, so you can buy tickets for that. There's like 45 plus Indiana breweries, and then uh, 90, um, it goes until 9 p.m., but 90 plus Session exclusive rarity and specialty beer. So Ooh. the stuff that you're not going to get the next day. So you got to then also go to the Saturday session, which is from two until six. And um, so January thirty first, February first. All right, two uh, two dates to write down. And there's some. It looks like, I mean, some good stuff is coming out. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the website. Yeah, I kind of want to be VIP. I wonder mm. if we can do that. Um, and then the last... You're on, you're on a beer show. You could probably make a phone call. Hey, guy. Hey, hey guy. <laughs> hey, guy. Zach here, music to my beers. Uh, yeah, coming down to check things out. Wonder if you could uh, hook it up. Yeah, put me put me in there, coach. And that's why you and I get free tickets to nothing. I know. We don't even know how to ask. Can I maybe come? You think I could stop by? <laughs> um, and then I saw it on their Instagram. Um, in, in addition to all the Hop Slam stuff that's coming out, uh, the Lighthearted Ale is going to be released. They have that in cans now. Okay. And I've seen it on Bell's Instagram page and a couple of other uh, social media posts of theirs, but it didn't say any time we could expect it. No, but I have a feeling it's coming out soon. If they're canning it, yeah. then we should see it mm. hit shelves pretty soon. I'm excited. It's like all, all the fun of Too Hearted without the 325 calories per bottle. Yes. <sighs> Very good. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for Music to My Beers. Thank you for joining us. We will see you back here same, uh, same time, same channel next weekend. Uh, for Zach and myself and everybody here at Music to My Beers, cheers. Podcasts by Federated Media. Thank you.
podcast by Federated Media.